A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It only dawned on me when I was looking at this week's work of the week that, in fact, this week was also Science Week. So in the interest of the marriage of science and art, I decided to consult an expert on the whole area, assistant curator Michael Waldron. Do you know, Michael, it never occurred to me that when you chose this week's work of the week, it was a result of it being Science Week, which I have been following with great interest altogether. And of course, it all makes sense to me now. But before we give away what this week's work of the week is, before we talk about things art and science at the same time, are you a fan of like collective nouns? You know, the names for collections of things. I don't know if I'm a fan, but I, if they are <laughs> fascinating. And I, I do love to know which, which is which. Yeah. I have a few favourites, I think. Why? Why? <laughs> Where are you taking us? <laughs> well, you've taken us there as well. It's my way of kind of gently letting the audience in. I mean, everyone knows, like, we've got a flock of birds or a herd of cows or things like that. Did you know there's such a thing as a bike of bees? It's actually an old English word for swarm. Or other ones that I thought were interesting were like a nest of rumours, a glaring of cats. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) And a sneer of butlers, you know. (laughs) Wow. Murder of crows is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It's up to you now. This week's work of the week. What's it called? Well, it's called, it has two titles, Yeah. but the, the one we're going with is A Consultation of Physicians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when you look at it, yes, it's taking you back, oh, a couple of hundred years. This print takes us, I suppose, back to the start of the 19th century. So it was printed in 1809, yeah. but it's itself a version of a much earlier print from 1736. Ah. So we're kind of leapfrogging back in time through this through this image. Actually, I looked up the original that it was based on. And this this version, the consultation of physicians, is by a guy called Thomas Cook. But it's after another artist, very famous artist, Hogarth, William Hogarth. And his original piece was called A Company of Undertakers. Which, I mean... <laughs> sounds a little bit bonkers. How do we get from physicians to undertakers? Well. <laughs> I suppose it's because it is a satirical print. Yeah. It's poking fun, but it's a very knowing humour, a humour that people would have really readily understood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because almost 300 years ago, the practice of medicine wasn't standardised as it is today. And so people had a genuine mistrust <laughs> of of certain practitioners who might not have had any accreditation. When you look at the, the piece itself, 
Can you describe what people would see? For all the world, it's a mock coat of arms. <laughs> you can imagine the, sort of the shield shape of a coat of arms. Yeah, I know yeah, we've yeah. been in coat of arms territory before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this shield shape of a coat of arms, there are two registers. So there's an upper level, yeah. an upper register, where there are three figures, and they seem to be behind some sort of screen. Yeah. And then the, the remaining 12 figures are gathered below as if it's almost a room <laughs> they're being looked down upon by this kind of holy trinity at the top. I think they all look like, you know, like Brahms, you know, the way he, he would have looked, familiar look of a gentleman bewigged and all that kind of stuff. They're all very full of their own importance, aren't they? They really are. I mean, you know, the, the big, wavy, curly wig, they all seem to have, you know, a walking cane at their chins as if they're kind of deliberating or, or, <laughs> or something. But they all look slightly comical, as if this is really acting out the role of a doctor, but not actually being one. <laughs> it's it's all a bit dubious. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, they're watched over by this trio at the top. We know them as John Taylor, Sarah Mapp, and Joshua Ward, who were all so-called quack doctors. Ah, so it's a collection of quacks, not physicians. So he's actually firing a couple of shots at living practitioners. So it's not just quacks in general. It's three quacks in particular taking no prisoners. Absolutely none at all. And, you know, they're kind of humor shown. So in the middle is Sarah Mapp who was known as Crazy Sally, and she was a bone setter. Today we might call her an osteopath, <laughs> but she had no training whatsoever, just <laughs> brute force, I think. Oh. <laughs> and she, she sort of scowled at us almost in a, a, a checkered costume as if she were a clown. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's pointing to a bone in her hand. Yeah, yeah. And the Oculus John Taylor is an eye at the top of his cane. <laughs> He's observing her closely, and it's really just, yeah, it's a bit of silliness, but it's something that would would certainly have inspired a belly laugh back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, there certainly would be a laughter of recognition. But there's a kind of a morbid thought at the bottom end of it because there is a, a motto in Latin. Can you translate? Oh, there is. So at the base of this coat of arms, either side there are crossbones. It's a warning. <laughs> a little bit of warning. <laughs> and in Latin, it's et plurima mortis imago, which essentially translates as and many an image of death. So the idea here is that <laughs> the doctors are not going to help you. Now, thankfully, we have better doctors in our own age. And the interesting thing about that, that is a joke on the original that was copied from William Hogarth's. He also had the same slogan at the bottom of his image, which they are uncannily similar to each other. In that case, it was a warning against undertakers. I was thinking about that in those days, of course, they didn't have the Internet like we have now. So things spread in a different way. But they still had similar ideas because today we'd have a thing like a meme. And when I looked up the definition of a meme referred to as an image, typically humorous in nature, that is copied and spread rapidly, often with slight variations. And this is exactly what we had, a copy with slight variations. So it was a meme of its day. It absolutely is. What a brilliant connection to make with the now, because, of course, before the Internet, this was print-based, and the printing press was so powerful. Ah. You could spread an image so, so quickly. Yes. So if an artist was a printmaker or teamed up with a printmaker, <laughs> their image could be reproduced and disseminated across the world, essentially, <laughs> yeah. if you wanted. Yes, yes, yes. And what's really interesting about this, I suppose, is that while this version is from 1809, after the artist's death, 
even within the artist's lifetime, the reproduction of his work without his permission became a major issue as well. So even though he was kind of in the meme culture of his day, creating these satirical prints, which were hugely popular. I mean, if you think of William Hogarth, you might think of Jane Lane or a Harlot's Progress or a Rake's Progress, all of these fantastically popular series of works. Yes. But because people were reproducing his work without permission, an act was passed in Britain called Hogarth's Act, essentially, (laughs) which was the first visual arts copyright law in (laughs) in Britain. You get into trouble if you reproduce it. (laughs) So where did you get your hands on this piece itself? I'm intrigued as to how the Crawford ended up with a piece that was a copy of another piece, with permission, I presume. Yes, there was some sort of license, mm-hmm. but we acquired it in 1998. So it's been in the collection for just 22 years. Yeah, It's a brilliant reminder of sense of humour of the past, but also that wry knowing humour, the type of humour that people could read in an image they wouldn't even have to be told the joke because it's all there plainly in front of them. Well, I've just one last question for you. Your job as assistant curator is to put together and select exhibitions in the gallery and also every week you choose a work of the week. This week was chosen because it was Science Week. I have to remind our listeners that, in fact, you have a qualification. And what is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a doctor of literature. <laughs> uh, so you're a doctor. Ah, yes, yes. Okay. So maybe, uh, hopefully not a quack. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, we'll leave that up to the listeners and for the viewers to decide whether or not you are the real deal or whether this week's work of the week is just a copy of a copy. Anyway, Michael, thanks a million. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. Fake it till you make it. Okay. So this week's Work of the Week is a consultation of physicians by Thomas Cook after William Hogarth's The Company of Undertakers. This was originally printed in 1809 and can be seen online at crawfordartgallery.ie forward slash work of the week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.